Welcome to the Coffee Table with Abby and Justine, where we grab our favorite warm drinks and share each other's journeys. Our hope for these moments is that as you hear people's stories, you'll be encouraged as your own story unfolds. So this is our invitation to you to grab your favorite warm drink and join us around the coffee table. Well, hey, Abby, welcome to the coffee table. Hello, Justine. Thank you. Welcome as well. Okay, so so tonight we are going to talk about all things your Enneagram number. Are you excited? You know, I'm excited to talk about Enneagram because I... I just, I really like it as a tool. And I, I'm excited to talk mm-hmm. about my number, but I mean, it does feel a little weird to like spend the whole time talking by yourself, but it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, it will be good. I'm really excited. Okay. Um, so I was just going to ma- make this note really quick because I was thinking, I was, have just been curious why the Enneagram has been so impactful and like why I've loved it and so many others have been. So I was thinking through we are going to do um, the strengths finders. I forgot the name for a second for as a staff. And I was thinking through, like, I was kind of, my initial reaction was I was just kind of bummed because I was thinking, oh yeah, I've done that. And I was thinking how the strengths finders, they give you your top five strengths or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's all good. Like that's all fine. But, and we're going to get into this in a little bit, but, I'll be curious to talk about kind of your journey on Enneagram because I think what happened to me was the strengths finders, when they gave me the top five strengths, it felt like it was kind of reaffirming even kind of what I didn't like, like what I didn't want to be hmm. affirmed. So like <clears throat> even as your strength, my top of strength is learner. Yeah, so my top strength is learner. I love that one. Like, I'm, I, that's mm-hmm. okay to be affirmed. But then the, all the other ones were things about, like, oh, administrator or, you know, whatever, specific to, what like, are you know, being more structured and type A. I and, know they're kind of more you know, fluid. Well, all let me – I know, what? like, the strength finders, it's more fluid than the Enneagram. Like, you're going to be the same Enneagram number most, like, your whole life. But, like, your five strings, Mm -hmm. I think you really have, like, ten top strings. And they'll kind of – we did it as a staff at Faith, and that's what I remember. Like, so your top five, like, you might have a top ten. And so, like, some from your, like, bottom ten might kind of, like, start to move up. So you might always be number one learner. But, like, some of the other ones that were maybe six or seven might show up if you guys are, like, retaking the test. Um. They might show up differently. This is from what I understood. Okay. So. I could be wrong, but I thought. I did not. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Because, you know, I. So I took the test, but I've not. I've not dived much into it. But here, I'll tell you this. So I looked it up quick while you were talking. So my top one is learning. That one I love. Mm -hmm. I'm more than five with that one being. Okay. But my second one is discipline. Mm -hmm. That's really good. My third one. Well, okay, hold on. My third one is input. Yes. Input. That's so like, so basically, I'm right? critical. Okay. And then the other one's focus. And then the last one's achiever. So, so okay, yeah. I feel like when I did the Strength Finder, the learner one I love, like I've already said, 
the descriptions of everything else, it was like, shoot, yeah, everyone's relying on me to use these strengths, and this is just who I am, and, Mm. you know, this is, like, you know, whatever. Okay, so then, to me, it was, like, it was an affirmation in the parts of me that I don't love, because... (laughs) As we've already talked about, my number, all, literally all of those things. So, like, the input one, okay, basically, like, I'm highly critical. Okay, so just say what it is. Like, it sounds so cute to put, like, have your input. Like, no, I'm just critical. And, like, focus and drive or achiever. Like, I'm too intense. And, like, I expect things. I have too high of standards. And so I felt like it was this where the Enneagram kind of encapsulates, well, they would say it encapsulates Mm. why you do what you do. I feel like it really allows you to say, okay, we don't have to be cute about this or cutesy or like cliche. We can just say what it is. We can just say, okay, here's the deal. It sounds like the strength is input, but really I'm just critical because I have an inner critic. And so it was interesting because now going back to strengths finders, I feel like, when I have read more on Enneagram, I have felt more, oh, you are not alone. Like, oh, good, someone else feels this. But when I've done Straits Finders, I felt like this oppression of like, well, the whole point of Straits Finders is so that you can really show up in that strength. But mm. for me, a lot of those are not strengths. So when left unchecked, they're actually really unhealthy. And most I'm, people around me don't like them. I'm super curious, like, how um you'll feel after you guys are done with those and stuff mm-hmm. i'm not defending strength finder because i actually mm-hmm. i did really like strength finder but i definitely liked enneagram better so i feel as though it's appears as i'm disagreeing with you but no. i'm not I'm, but keep going because like i said i loved i love enneagram i think it's i haven't i think strength finders and enneagram are the only two personality tests i've taken i've heard a lot about myers-briggs mm-hmm. but i've just never taken it um, but when we talked through strength finders, I think we had a guy come in one of the staff meetings or our principal ran through it and he talked about like with each strength you have, you can either go to your balcony or your basement with it. So if you go to your basement, like Ooh. you're not using it, um, at all and you're kind of like denying that it's a part of you. And this was like years ago. So like don't quote me but then like your balcony is kind of like what you're saying like you overuse it and it becomes like not healthy that way so like finding out like Mm -hmm. where it fits perfectly Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and you know we talked about like where it fits perfectly as like part of the team that you're on and like how they kind of like Mm -hmm. fit together and so you won't be in those places because it's like this like you said like this like, learner for you, you didn't say, like, that's easy for you to become a weakness because you kind of, like, found your sweet spot, it seems like, in that one. Where some of the mm-hmm. other ones, it's mm-hmm. like, I haven't quite figured out how to use this on a team. And so I'm curious if um, you guys will kind of figure out, like, how do you kind of, like, use that and not let it become, like, a balcony or a basement, but, like, just, like, this is part of me but I like I don't want to use it Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I think so. And I'm glad you talked more about it because, like I said, I've only taken a test. I've right. never, I haven't read the book, and I haven't really. So I am glad we're going to be going through it. But I will say that of all the personality types I feel like what Enneagram does is it kind of gives you a foundation so that you can understand more about those so like I can I feel like I will have a clear understanding even when you were talking about balcony and basement instead of just saying like oh this is where you know you can do it I I'm able to say this is why Mm -hmm. like I know why input is always going to be like balcony because I have an inner critic where it's like before it could kind of, you could kind of talk yourself into like, oh, it's a good thing. Like, it's okay. And it's like, no, I know Mm. exactly why and where I have to watch. So uh, that was totally a tangent, but I just just recently and in the last week, I've just been thinking because, okay, I'm just going to be honest. When we talked about doing this, this episode is just about your number or whatever. I was thinking, oh my gosh, I feel like people are just going to roll their eyes and be like, oh, this stupid Enneagram thing. And because some people do say that, which is fine. And so it just caused me to think like, okay, why is this so helpful? Okay. I'm really excited because as I just said, it's been so helpful. I've got a lot of, there's a couple different tools around them that I'm really excited to learn about, like learn more about you. And then I also, I just have to say this upfront. I also, uh, printed off the um oh goodness what's it called like the compatibility of the ones and nines <laughs> so I'm really excited that's to hilarious talk. yes it'll be really <laughs> funny I can't wait I haven't read that one I've read like Jordan oh Ice, but... just wait yeah uh, oh just wait. but okay. I think okay so Abby um, yeah. gosh I was going to say something about I think that's something to say about any personality test like like you said, like you just took a test and I think people who just take an Enneagram test yeah. or like don't kind of dive into it, like you're not going to get out of it with, which is the same with everything. But, um, the mm-hmm. more you just kind of learn about it and, um, and I think the people who mm-hmm. kind of think it's hoaxy, like I get it. Like there are things about Enneagram that I'm like, oh, come on people. Mm-hmm. Like, like calm down. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so many totally. good things that you can learn about. Like, who God created you to be and, like, why um, you kind of react yeah. th- this way to situations and um, how can the gospel interact yeah. with that? Um, mm-hmm. Because we don't want to. And even how you react to other people, right. too. Because we definitely don't want to end on, like, not necessarily this podcast, but, like, we don't want to end on this is just who I am. Like you said, like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is just who I am. I'm an inner critic. So, like, that's it. But it's like, where does the gospel mm-hmm. intersect that? Why why do I have this inner critic kind of thing? So anyway, that was just I had to put in my yeah. little tangent to that. So <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's so great. And so then I think the other thing it allows us to do is it allows us to help each other. Mm-hmm. So perfect segue. Yes. Here we go. Tell us a little bit about <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how um well just tell us about your journey with Enneagram yeah. because it's not been, it's not been like quite as like mine. So right. tell us about Sure. It. Yes. Um, so I would, sounds kind of funny when you say, <laughs> tell us about your Enneagram journey. I feel like I'm giving my testimony by Enneagram. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Anyway. 
it's okay just like, embrace before it before i knew enneagram no but um mm-hmm. so when i first took the test i um if you take like the paid 15 dollar like on the enneagram website um i was labeled as a two and i had been warned i feel like by a lot of people that people just easily get mistyped as twos women i'm especially like because um as christian women's women we kind of think this is the mold that we are supposed to be um which is interesting because i want to come try to remind me when we talk about the nine and i think there's something i want to come back to with like this is who you're supposed to be anyway but so as it's so I was not just like a two, like by a little bit, I was like a two, I think you got 31 points and a two and then a nine and a seven were tied at like 22 or something yeah. like that. So it was like super, super like high up there. Yeah. And the thing is, I relate to a lot of the stuff as a two, especially some of the ways they feel and they look at themselves and they view people. I just attribute like no attribute i don't have like any of the attributes of a two like manifesting like outwardly so i might have some of like the inward emotion but none of like the like outward um Mm -hmm. things so i'd like listen to two's talk and i'm like that's not how i feel at all like people can be cleaning up the kitchen and i'll think to myself i should help them but, like, it just looks like there's a lot of people. Like, twos don't do that. Like, twos would have, like, already been up and, like, helping. Or I would think, like, oh, they don't really, like, need me. Like, I don't really know where things go. Twos, like, just don't think like that. And and so I just mm-hmm. kept thinking, like, is this really me? Um, and so is interesting because I think the most impactful thing about the Enneagram has been figuring out Jordan's number, which was a six and just learning about who he was. And I know he talked about this, so I don't talk about it too much, but that was so impactful for me and still is like, I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I can see this is coming out in mm-hmm. you. And um, like, this is like just healthy and this is not really healthy. Like, so it's just been easier to identify, but, like, I just never, really like, felt that way with mine. Like, s- sometimes with a few mm-hmm. relationships, maybe. But anyway, so then you and I went out, and we just figured out my number, and we figured out I was a nine. And, of course, I've doubted it a little bit, but, like, you you <laughs> said the word, um, and I know later we're going to go into the description, but when we were box training back and forth, you said... And it was just, like, kind of having this, like, okay, I really think this is my number, but, like, what about if we do this again? Because we've kind of already done this once. Like, what about if we do this mm-hmm. again? And I find out, like, this one doesn't really fit. And I was, like, that's just embarrassing. Like, you do it once, and it's, like, okay. But, like, you do it twice, it's, mm-hmm. like, okay, like, this is enough. Like, <laughs> I, I just wouldn't come back on and say it. I'm going to be real. So, that's <laughs> happened, I'm not coming back on. But um, I was, like... So one of the things with nines is they don't like conflict. And I was just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm super, um, like, I'm not super okay with conflict, but, like, I I can take conflict on, especially if there's, like, a big situation and, like, you just 
like quit being passive aggressive, which I can be and I fight it, but like do something about it. Like stop. Um, so, but you use the word harmonize. Like, I think you just like everything to be in harmony. And like, what, when you said that, it's like, I'm not boxing back because I want to talk about this because it's like, that mm-hmm. is totally me. Like, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm even thinking, I just, like, had just a different afternoon. And Jordan and I kind of were just, I, I just got upset with him. And, like, he's not home tonight. And I just feel as though, like, a little unease mm-hmm. because it's not, like, we're not mad at each other, but it's just definitely not, like, yep. harmonized right now. And so I was, like, once you said that totally. word, I was, like, oh, yeah, that's for sure. And that's why I don't mind conflict if it's something big. Because mm-hmm. if it's something big, I feel like some people could be, like, oh, I'm okay with this just being there. But for me, it's, like, no, because if we don't just confront it, like, everything is going to be disharmonized. Mm-hmm. And... That mm-hmm. makes me so uneasy. Like <laughs> thinking about some of the things. It's just like, oh, so yeah, mm-hmm. this makes me so uneasy. I just I hate it. Or like if I leave a situation in which I thought I brought some disharmony, I will text someone and I'm like, I'm sorry. I just feel like I was really weird. Like something. Like I just I just can't. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with it. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. Which I think it is an interesting it it's interesting to think about because some uh, obviously we've already had her on so many some listeners will remember but my little sister is a nine as well and I would say um and we're gonna get into this because you are actually the counter type of nine and so whatever that means but um it's interesting to me because <laughs> right because I think that. Even with you kind of going through that whole like being mistyped thing and thinking you were too because there were parts that worked and then there's parts of ninths that don't work. Um, the saturate, they so I love they actually use Enneagram for their entire spiritual formation for all their DNA groups and their community groups, whatever. Um, and I loved what they said. So they their description of the Enneagram is that it's trying to introduce you to your false self, the unique ways that you bear the effects of the fall, and then your true self and the unique ways that you bear God's image in your relationships. And I, like I was thinking through that, I love that description because I feel like that's exactly what it's at least done for me. And Mm. if done well, I think can do for others. But um, I think that what I have what I've seen and what is really cool about nines is that you guys, I think in the normal day-to-day stuff and I, not to put words in your mouth, but like you don't like conflict by nature, but you like how you said, when there's a big conflict, you're going to do anything to put everything kind of back in order. So like, (laughs) you're going to make sure things are harmonized, which is really important because as a one, I, as horrible as sometimes, I don't really care. Like, I'm like, I don't care if it's not harmonized. Like, people can get over it. Like, which is, is not always great. So, like, I'm not as uncomfortable with conflict. Right. Some of the conflict and you live in just... and have lived in, I couldn't do it. Well, and I, like, I get, so my thing is, 
I get angry. So, like, my mm-hmm. immediate reaction is I get angry, I spew it, and then I'm like, oh, fine, I don't care, whatever. And then I just move on. But, but that's not always a great thing because mm-hmm. I do think that you probably work way harder than I've ever worked at, like, okay, let's make sure things are reharmonized, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really, really important. And that's where I think it's cool to think through as we go forward, think through, okay, that false self so like where do you bear the effects of the fall but then in that true self there are some huge ways that you bear God's image so that'd be a great Mm. one that'd be like a really important one that we have to have around us is someone who's trying to work hard to reharmonize relationships Mm -hmm. okay so can you since I just said that about false self and true self can you give us a description maybe specifically of the social nine and then if if you can because we haven't talked a ton mm-hmm. about it within the context of like gospel and stuff but and then kind of give talk through like okay this is where I really see it coming like from the fall or this is where I see it coming from how God made oh, me or whatever such good questions yes um and I'll try honestly I have I feel like I've just started thinking because I feel mm-hmm. like it's really taking me a while to even fully embrace that I'm a nine I don't know. I don't totally. know why. I don't Seriously. know why it's been so hard. I think, I think the other thing I said to you is that you just have to assert yourself and just take it yes. on. Just yes. Okay. It. So do you want me to just kind of like do read it. this, or do you want me to just sure, whatever summary? you want to do? Okay. Okay. Whatever. So social nines seek a sense of well-being through social connection and friendship. People of this variant may often not seem like nines because they're usually more outgoing, active, and involved in their world. There is a more warmth and affection expressed by nines of this variant. They tend to be idealistic and are often supportive of causes, acting as the social glue in many organizations and groups. But even in the midst of... Can I... Yep. Can I interrupt you? Yes. I'm sorry. I just have to... I feel like I have to set the stage here for a second because I'm feeling like we're missing... So you, you glanced over that we went... So we spent... Kind of, we kind of just used a whole evening. It was technically for Christmas, but we felt like mm-hmm. we needed to. So we kind of used. Let's go through all of this. Like, let's just really figure out your number. I just want the listeners to grasp. We were reading this sentence by sentence, <laughs> and I felt like you were like, "Oh my gosh, this is me." Yes. And then you'd read the next sentence, you'd be like, "Oh my gosh," <laughs> which is funny because so, there sorry. are a couple just, sentences that I still am like, yeah. "I don't know if that's," but. Yeah. Um, yes, it was hilarious. We were like okay. by the Sorry, end, you could barely read it because yeah. we were dying laughing it's so hard. Yeah, I just want the readers to grasp or listeners to grasp while you're reading yeah. this that like this was so eye opening. So eye opening. Okay, keep going. Okay, but in the even in the midst of social activities, social nines re- remain strangely unaware and unaffected by the problems of others. <laughs> I don't know that one. Like we would have to yeah. push out a little bit because I feel like I'm super aware of other people's problems um yeah which is i feel like part of being a but anyway so that maybe it's just worded really they are drawn into situations in which they feel they can belong but they also internally hold themselves apart usually by emotionally distancing themselves from others so maintaining outward friendliness since social nines tend to be affable and cheerful and enjoy having different experiences they can resemble sevens which is tied with my nine they also tend mm-hmm. to be more task-oriented. They enjoy working on projects and being involved in meaningful activities with others. So they can resemble threes, 
which is what nines go to in health, which is the achiever, which is my mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. to last number. I'm like three. <laughs> However, social nines have difficulty sustaining efforts on their own behalf, which is totally me. But they do not easily pursue their own goals and tend to get sidetracked by social interaction and other needs and agendas, <laughs> which is so true. All the time. But that's yeah. like, so it's interesting. <clears throat> so, I mean, there's so many things to say, but that last sentence, I feel like sometimes, like, I, like, that's one thing I love about myself. So it sounds kind of like, oh, like bad, but then in some ways, I really no. like it. And obviously, in some ways, it's frustrating. Um, but let me also um, go up here and say, Oh, they don't have it on this end. Okay. So the on the saturate one, I guess. I was gonna just so they're like kind of big things are peaceful, reassuring, complacent, neglectful, sloth is their sin, which that was one thing I always related to with a nine. I feel like that's definitely mm-hmm. me. Underlying emotion, guilt, definitely me. Um mm-hmm. so I think the gospel intersecting nines. So before I say that, I think what's so interesting, there's so many things, but it's really interesting because before I knew I was a nine, God placed achieve on my heart, which is where nines go to in strength. Mm -hmm. And I've just been really growing in that, um, like God created me with a purpose and to achieve stuff in mm-hmm. who he made me to be and like he wants me to show up so we kind of talked about that last episode at the very beginning but I think it was just it's just been mm-hmm. valuable to me to be like I'm like I'm significant in a way that's like I can I can bring something to the table I've always I've never mm-hmm. like doubted that I was like love like I mean sometimes doubted I was love but you know like it's not not mm-hmm. like I didn't think people liked me, but I was like, I'm not worth like achieving mm-hmm. this or doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting with a nine and what I said earlier that I wanted to like come back to is like nines. A lot of times, like we said, like we lay down, we put aside our own agendas for others, which I'm a super relational person. So I love that because in some senses, because sometimes I feel like I neglect what's most, in, what God plays is most important in my life. But I'm relational, and I would say that's one of my top priorities. And so sometimes I lay down my own stuff. And so trying to reconcile, like, God has actually called us to that. Like, he's called us to, like, lay down our own life for the sake of others. But, like, what mm-hmm. does it also mean to not not show up? Mm-hmm. Um, and like use that as an excuse to not um, do what you need to do because some like with nines sometimes they will create busy work in mm-hmm. order to like not do the main thing and I do that all the time with but sometimes I use people like so if I like set up this coffee in the morning and like check in on this person which is super important and like, we should do that, then I don't need to, like, take care of my house because I can not do that 
because this is happening. Does that kind of make mm-hmm. sense? Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's good and then sometimes it's like I'm using it as an excuse mm-hmm. to not do what is God has called me to at that time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, more significant things like maybe like Liam's having a rough day. So like I just want to kind of avoid him. So like I'll be with someone, you know, like just anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really good. Like I just lay down my like I can lay down what I'm working on, like my laundry to go help a friend who's like having a tough day. So um but I think the gospel is showing me that like, God has created me to bring that that harmony and mm-hmm. to be that relational person mm-hmm. and even trying to use that to show up to people that I wouldn't think would need me relationally, but it's Mm-hmm. it's powerful to engage them. Um, mm-hmm. So, so many things. Well, and the, yeah, there's so much there. The, um, the saturate one said, the lies that nine believes is it's not okay to be bold and assert yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the truth that you need to believe is that your presence and opinion matters. So yeah. it would be curious in the moments of, so that's such an interesting dichotomy because where on the one hand it, it there is that there's that element of like I don't know if servanthood is the right word but kind of that element of like just relationally you see it as beneficial to just be like no you you know we'll go with the flow I'll do whatever that's fine and then it's that's where it gets at the heart of like pausing and then checking okay is it because I'm believing the lie that I can't just be have an opinion like mm-hmm. I feel like it, it's wrong too or am I truly just like yeah I'm totally good with whatever I'm the one that gets to go along for the ride and you guys decide whatever you want and you know what I mean right. which is interesting so well yeah, yeah. I don't know so I think there's just kind of a lot yes <laughs> so much but that's so that's so interesting so when we read that, we read it kind of a lot, but it wasn't until you got to the social minds, I feel like, until you felt more, more of a succinct connection. Mm-hmm. And I know they say it, that sometimes the tests work for people and sometimes they don't. And so they always say, like, if you're, fe- if you're, fe- or if you're failing at the test, like, it's not working, it's, you take it and you get all different numbers the best ways to just kind of read descriptions and then the one where like you feel like your heart sink because you're like, oh, this is so me. And then the ones that you also feel like, oh, thankfully someone understands. Mm-hmm. Did you, were there parts of that description that you experienced that where you felt like kind of that, oh yeah, shoot, that's totally me. But then also other ones where you're like, yes, oh my gosh, like I'm understood. So I think definitely in the last sentence, I feel like, oh understood or so okay. i would say mm-hmm. say both like because i kind of put that one in both like it's a good thing and a bad thing yeah i'm like oh like other people mm-hmm. like that happens to other people because i feel like it's interesting i would love to ask olivia if she does this because i i know she's not a social night but i know very few mm-hmm. women who are like this um because most women i know are super organized and like they'll finish every like they will be two minutes late because they want to get their house, like, their laundry finished, put away. 
and everything like settled before they leave where I'm like oh no it's time to like meet this person I'm just gonna go and so it's just like oh like there are other people like that which I'm sure I just I mean I don't Mm -hmm. ask everybody that so um that was super interesting Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think go ahead sorry so I can tell you Olivia's definitely not yeah she doesn't seem bad at all but no, so, and that's what's so interesting because she's, so she's the self-preservation nine, which they need, like, a long, I'm just reading the description because we've talked about this a little bit back and forth, her and I, but they need a lot of time alone, untroubled by other people's influence and requirements. <laughs> Sorry, just kind of cracks me up. Anyway, um, so it is just interesting how yours is so different because you mm-hmm. are so much more of like the social Mm -hmm. element but anyway keep going but I just um so definitely also connected to that I so it's so interesting because the first time I read it I was like oh yeah that's kind of me but then when I really think about it like being the social glue to organization it's not like everywhere I go I'm like people will rely on me sometimes it's self-inflicted of like I feel like I gotta like harmonize everything Mm -hmm. and We've, but you totally are the social glue in, I would say, all organizations and groups we've been right. together. I'd say that's absolutely and, true. like, to the point where, like, I'm sure I've said this before, but, like, if I go to a party, I have so much anxiety if there's multiple mm-hmm. groups because I can't f- – I feel like now that I know, like, I can't fully be that. Like, I feel like every mm-hmm. – like, I, I want to organize something where everyone can be talking at once. Because I feel even as though I, if I talk to one of the groups, yeah. other people are mad at me. Which is why in the century when they said like guilt and emotion, like I have that. So like so often yeah. it's like if I, which is so interesting because you, I don't want to say you never have guilt, but it at least appears like you don't, you don't have guilt. Like so, which is funny that we're such good friends. Because I feel like I would feel guilty about that, and you would say like we could, I could literally tell you that scenario, and you'd be like, "I mean, that's like, yeah. don't be, don't feel guilty about it. Nobody cares." <laughs> and I'm like, everyone, like in my mind, everyone cares. Like, yeah. Every, and the thing is, I don't care. I'm not sitting and watching like who's talking right. to who. Like, I might be bummed if like I right. walked out and I never got to chat with like someone who was looking forward to chatting with. Right. But um. Yeah, I just think that's really funny. And it is it is so interesting because so saying kind of going tracking down that same situation and we have talked about this before that you it does stress you out and you don't like that. And for me because this is where it just helps to understand people more because like you do have, you feel guilty about it. You feel like you don't know what to do because you're like, well, I should be there, but I should be there, but I should be there, whatever. And definitely the whole, it probably doesn't feel harmonized to you mm-hmm. because there are some situations we've been in where people just purely don't know each mm-hmm. other. And there's enough oh. people where you, you might not ever see each other or the other interact with the other purely not out of any disharmony, but just because right. it's a big enough group and we don't know you. So there's no reason to talk. Well, for me, because I am like, my great thing is I'm so afraid that like I'm wrong. I'm in the wrong for me, my response to you would be like, Abby, you're not doing anything wrong. Why would you feel bad about it? Like, if you know for sure you're not feeling anything 
you're not doing anything wrong. You're fine. But it is so, instead of me just saying that, because that's what I worry about, it's just so much more helpful to, like, be like, okay, she's feeling guilty that, like, she's not able to basically, she sees it as disharmony or feels Mm -hmm. it. Which. And then she's trying to charm Which is funny because, speaking of strength finders, one of my top five strengths is connectedness. And, like, you'll notice this when I introduce people, I will usually give, like, two facts about them. So, like, if I was to introduce you, I'd be like, oh, this is Justine. Like, she works at the storehouse. And, like, if they also had dogs, I'd be like, oh, she has a dog. Um, Like, it's just so, like, that's just so natural to me. Because, like, I want, like, I want people to naturally, like, harmonize and, like, Mm -hmm just connect like I just want everything to be connected and connectedness is actually about like you want like you love to see like how the world is connected and so mm-hmm. I um but I also love to bring in like connectedness um but mm-hmm. then I feel like so those are kind of like those are both bad and good things but I feel like I definitely relate to sloth which I kind of said at the very beginning um but mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I'm, like, so, 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 I'm, like, dang it, because I am, so I, I gravitate towards laziness in areas that are hard. So, anytime anything gets hard, I kind of, like, back away from it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, any, any time. Um, it takes a, it's, like, perseverance is really hard for me. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I just want it to be easy. I don't want to have to work for it. Mm-hmm. So even if it's like, I don't, yeah. So that is, like, even I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I know it's fine. You can laugh at it, but even in the, um, the saturate one, when it says when they're unhealthy, they run from all conflict, and their defenses strategy is to shut down and withdraw. Totally. So for like Jordan and I, like even today. Although he doesn't mind me sharing. I can edit it out. But, (laughs) um, like, I'll get frustrated. And I know it's dumb. I know, like, whatever. Like, it was, the bickering at each other's name was just, it was me. It was, like, I was in the wrong. But what happens is, like, if Jordan and I kind of, like, get in an argument or frustration, then we kind of, like, say I'm sorry and then Jordan, like, overcompensates. Totally. And he'll, like, hug me and, like, have to be, like, right by me. And today I was like, dude, <laughs> he's got to give me some space. But, like, reading this, it's totally what it is. Like, I, like, want to shut down and withdraw. Like, like even one point, I just, like, went in the bathroom and just, like, shut the door. <laughs> this was before, like, I had said I'm sorry. But it's, like, I just, like, withdraw, which is so unnatural to, like, everything else I just described to all of you guys. Like, I want to harmonize. But it's, like, the second I come around that this is dumb, then I want to harmonize. But Mm -hmm. this is so, like, easy. Like, when when you're in this place of unhealth, for me, especially, like, I do shut down. I do withdraw. So it's funny to, like, see it because it's, like, oh, literally that happened today on Mm -hmm. my couch when I was, Mm -hmm. like, I have to withdraw like I have to like no I don't deserve this kind of thing like don't Mm -hmm. like over like that guilt of like 
mm-hmm. oh, this is just too much for like me to like emotionally handle. Mm-hmm. So a couple questions. So yes, I think, and I think what like just listening to you talk about that, what is always so interesting to me is whenever we talk about these things, we have to know that we each have like our, <clears throat> our relationships are in certain circles. And so there, there's an element of your, the way that you can respond to Jordan is different than others, right? Mm-hmm. Cause like he's your husband, so he's probably not going anywhere, but to an extent your friends could. Okay. But like your family, probably not going anywhere. So I'm just curious when you think when you think within the context of your relationships being in kind of these rings, so inner circle is your most safe. And then like your second circle would be kind of like your close friends. And then third circle would be things like coworkers. I'm totally just making this up. So just kind of thinking through that. So how do you see your, you mentioned already that when things are big, like when it's big conflict, so really important that you really try hard to harmonize but then there's also that element of when things get hard you withdraw Mm -hmm. how do you see that affecting it each like circle each layer so I think the best example we always go back to so each layer so like Jordan and I just gave an example so like for you and me Uh he's like probably like my close friend layer whatever you want to call that yeah so second one um okay so I would say something like we get, we always go back to the fight. There wasn't really a fight. I felt like it was a nine month fight. So I felt like I, I, I kind of verbalized it pretty passively. It was pretty unhealth, but I kind of verbalized that like we weren't hanging out. Like what was going on? Very passively. Yeah. Not like straight up. No, I remember you verbalizing. But it, I didn't though. straight up be like, "Hey, just seeing like I'm feeling hurt. Like I'm feeling like you're not like showing." Yeah, up. like that's true. You know, I could have been a little more blunt. So, mm-hmm. like maybe a little bit of health, but it wasn't health. So I feel like I tried to harmonize it in like my mind. Then, so then what happens in my mind is I go, "Fine, if she doesn't want to fix the relationship, then I, I don't don't have to be her friend." Like, I probably <clears throat> So, I probably went, like, so I, like, tried to harmonize it, right? Like, I tried, tried it. And I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to physically, like, if you texted me, but I, I'm sure, I'm sure I said, now that I've done that, the ball's in her court, she can text me if she wants. And so, it probably wasn't until mm-hmm. you texted me, like, let's hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and mm-hmm. that's what I would say would be unhealthy. Because then I'm like running away, okay. and I'd say the health is saying, Justine, this is like hurting me. Is there a way we can fix well, this? But then it goes to like, fine, I'm just actually, running away. So, and I'd be, I okay. So I would say this because I think that I, I, I could see a complete difference in now because oh, yeah. I, I think it was just even. Oh, I feel like it's been the last several months, but there was. Maybe the last month or two, and I remember saying out loud to you, I said, "Hey, I feel using with work, so I'm not probably going to reach out a lot, but like you reach out to me." And I, I would say the biggest difference was now, I, I don't even know if the health is that you like would verbalize that you were hurt. I think it's that like you wouldn't even let yourself be hurt by it because like you see things a little more clearly. 
you know what I mean? Where right. like maybe it, maybe it helped the way I see to the way that I've seen like your growth. But again, we didn't know the Enneagram at that time. So like I wasn't right. sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, she's so unhealthy. <laughs> but obviously, but mm-hmm. I think what's interesting is there, what I would be curious for you is like where you learn to see that that's not disharmony. Like this is actually disharmony. This is not where mm-hmm. there are just situations where it's like, it's actually has nothing to do with harmony. It just has to do with like, this is part of the week or part of the month or I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. So I'm trying, I'm trying to think what would be, um, so I think I think when I've been busy lately, do you feel like it, there's disharmony, or do you feel like it's just oh she's just really so? Busy. I think part of it one is growth, and then two, mm-hmm. I think I was so I at the time that you said that comment, I was not thinking. Um, oh, it like. I like I think I said oh like oh no it's fine I haven't even really thought about it which I didn't but since you've said that I'm glad that you have said that because I now that mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. I've recalled that so like even today when you had to like there's a possibility we're not going to get this like planned coffee tomorrow or not tomorrow Saturday oh <laughs> so, right, Sunday that, that might happen or might not whatever that's not the point but I think I could have easily, in the unhealth that I was back then, be like, oh, she doesn't like me. She's canceled maybe twice Mm -hmm. now. But now I'm like, dude, she's busy. Like, so, and I I didn't go to a place of like, oh, she doesn't like me. Things are really bad. I went to, Mm -hmm. what can I do instead that would still, like, be a blessing if this doesn't work out or, like, we can't reschedule. So mm-hmm. I th- I think it's different because it's, like, you. so, one, you already said it this time. Two, I feel more harmonized in our friendship, I'm sure, because now we're finally friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel, like, more harmonized in our friendship. We weren't really friends. Of, like, though. what it means to go through a season of your busy time. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just healthier as a person that I'm not, like, relying on you to, like, fully, like, mm-hmm. be there all the time for me. Like, that's too much to ask of you anyway. Well, and and I know this, this is super selfish of me, but there's the part, too, where your season is so different because you're not working until four every day. There is so much more flexibility where, like, by four, usually it, my day is completely right. done every single day actually but then now it's like okay now we both have way more flexibility to do either lunches or whatever where we didn't before okay so then okay so that makes sense so really close a little bit closer what does it look like though for your I don't so for like new friends say this no not even new friends like for the people that don't matter, like, I don't mean, I don't mean that in a bad way, but, like, to a certain extent, like, coworkers, like, there's that element of, like, okay, they're not, like, you're not very, very close to them, right? Mm-hmm. They're not in your inner circle. So, they're just there. So, and 
So I feel like I feel like, so like some of the guys you deal with, whatever. I feel like there's two different groups. Like what? What does that look like? So, first, so, uh, so hold on. So we have like Jordan, like my family. So like Liam would kind of be included. Mm-hmm. Like if it's disharmonized. Like I know he's still going to be there, but I want to reconcile it su- mm-hmm. like pretty quickly because it's going to affect me a lot. Same mm-hmm. with you and like it's some of the other like cl- really mm-hmm. close friends that I have. Like I want it to yeah. be like harmonized. Then there's, like, the people yes, that I feel like kind of, like, kind of know me on the outside. I want them to always think mm-hmm. well of me and, like, like me. Um, okay. But, that like, that's about it. So if I feel any, like, discontentment in their liking, I'll kind of, like, exaggerate myself to make them like me more, which usually makes them not like me more. But that's what happens, <gasps> I feel like. Really? So you don't... So you want to back off? You would go further into it. You want to, you know, like, it depends on the person. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. If I okay. if I like them, I will like overdo it. If I if I don't really like them, I shouldn't say don't like them. If I'm not interested in pursuing a friendship with them, sounds I, way more intense than it is. But like, <laughs> it's kind of funny who has listened to this far in the podcast. But um, then I will. Um, I'll just pull away. I'll just be like, I don't... <sighs> I'll, I'll, I'll pull away enough that they could still kind of like me. Like, I don't want to f- completely pull away and have, like, them have a bad taste mm-hmm. in their mouth of who I am. Because I still went, I still went, like, some words are harming me. Then there's, like, <sighs> co-workers is interesting because um, they, they would probably fall in a similar category. Um, because I'm thinking back to when I worked at Faith, it's probably like a better. Um, mm-hmm. I I was definitely the harmony person. Mm-hmm. I should I'll talk vaguely actually about all the places I worked. I feel like I'm I've always been a good harmonizer between, for lack of a better word, like the workers and the manager. Like, I have a way mm-hmm. of seeing, like, this is the worker's side, and this is the manager's side, and, like, kind of bringing that all together. Mm-hmm. But I would want them all to like me. So, that's a big thing for me. So, I would work to do that, and give mm-hmm. up some of my own job in order to do so. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. That's helpful. That just... <laughs> there it is. It's interesting to hear. Yep. Okay, so to close, let's to close. <laughs> I mean, in like thirty minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, to close, let's talk a little bit more about you and I because, um, like I said, I printed the compatibility thing, and I just think it's really interesting. So I'm gonna read some of this. I don't want to bore people by just reading, but I, I can't. I mean, they need great wisdom too, just says it well, so I'm not going to try to, like, yeah. say it better. Um, <clears throat> okay, so it starts out by saying, so it kind of starts by the uh, um, similarities and then, or maybe not similarities, but, like, the things that work well, and then the other part is some tension or whatever I'm trying. So it says, These types understand each other from the inside, as it were, and for better or worse, can see many of their own traits in the other. On the positive side, they both bring certain idealism and desire to change the world to make it a better place. So that's interesting. Hmm. 
Um, Nines bring more of an interpersonal orientation than ones to their idealism, but both can be self-sacrificial and hardworking, willing to put their needs aside for the welfare of others. Mm. Yeah. Both are, both are also able to delay rewards for a long-term good that they seek. Clarity and rationality and the ability to articulate ideals and understandings. They strive to improve themselves and their environment, are conscientious, have high ethical and moral standards, and are fair and consistent. Nines bring a gentle, accepting quality that nurtures and supports others without as much explicit demand for self-improvement. Nines are steady. They're easy to get along with. They feel uncritical and undemanding and prefer harmony and smooth relations over the pleasure of being right or having the last word in a situation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I love. Okay, so in short, um, I thought this was really funny. In short, nines tend to take a bit of the rough edge off of the criti- criticality, 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 and seriousness of the ones, while ones give clarity and direction to nines. Which I feel like we do that really well. Hmm. Yes. Do you think? Yeah. Like I feel like yeah, we for will, sure. Like definitely hit those rules. <laughs> Which is so funny. Further, ones feel that they have a mission in life and they're able to inspire nines to become aware of their own purpose and want to follow it. This can be a highly... Oh, wait. I don't want to read that because that's about couples. Hmm. Never mind. Okay, we're going to be done. Yep. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Okay, then it says nines soothe ones while ones remind nines to strive for excellence. That was kind of funny. Okay, so... The potential trouble spots or issues, <laughs> which just totally cracks me up. <laughs> okay. So the main problem area for ones and nines is it has to do with the opposite ways that they deal with conflicts and rising stress. So ones tend to become more openly frustrated with themselves and others and with the feeling that things are not going like they should. They begin to exude a prickly anger, which whatever. It's <laughs> so true. <laughs> I know. And I love this. Dissatisfaction with everything and everyone. (laughs) That's so, so true. They become obsessed with finding who is at fault and with legislating how things could be improved. (laughs) There you go. It's terrible. Back to how the nines, what did it say? The nines take the rough rough edge off of the ones. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) By contrast, when conflicts and stress increase, nines begin to shut down and withdraw. They become less effective at correcting problems and less able to speak about their feelings or just Oh, totally. The worst things. Be- yeah. Which is interesting because. Because. So, like, I I, I will assert myself. I, I feel like I'm actually a pretty assertive person. Like, if we're going to. Like, a lot of nines, it says, like, if you ask where you go to, want to go to dinner and they don't say yeah. anything. Like, that's baloney. Like, I'm going to say something. But. If you don't like it and there's a problem with it, okay. Then I'm not going to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, it's there's okay. You can do it. So and that's a small thing, but a bigger things. Same thing. Yeah. But that's a good, that's a good example. So I said, the worse the things become, the more nines attempt to tune them out. <laughs> I love it. Well, maintaining that nothing is the matter. Do you think that's true of yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. 
There I, am. I haven't seen that a ton, so that's interesting because I, I don't know, but I love that. Try to tune them out. Okay, so thus, judgments about the nine's judgment and competence and willingness to take responsibility taint the one's dealings with nines, while resistance and denial of problems inf- infect the nine. It's difficult for nines to step up to the plate and take the level of responsibility that ones are looking for. <laughs> Which I have to tell this one story that popped into my head when I was reading this. And I should just clarify. So, because I I feel like ones were always like the terrible ones. But I feel for me, like I am okay. I'm fine with. Okay, hold on. That's not true. I'm I'm not. I don't resent. Wait, my guess you can't even say it. Well, I you don't can't know, even get well, the words out that you don't resent it. This is what I want to say. We need to harmonize nope. this before we go. Totally. We, don't worry. We'll come to harmony. Oh, I should have read this one first and ended on the positive one. Dang it. Okay. Um, this is what I meant to say. So I am not a grudge holder. So like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, Oh, I can't believe they did this and didn't do this, whatever. I'm just not a grudge holder. A lot of times it's really easy for me to like, like I said, I am a reactor. So I'll get angry or get like irritated. And then I feel like I just roll my eyes and move on. Right. So that's just kind of how I didn't like, I'm just like, that's so dumb. And then I move on to most conflict. Mm-hmm. So I just want to clarify that. Like, I'm not, when I tell stories, like, I'm not, it's not like me holding a grudge. But it's so funny because I totally had not thought of this. And then I read this sentence and this, oh, this situation popped immediately cracks me up. Don't be nervous. It's not a, totally not a big deal. So when we are planning the staff Christmas party, we were talking about all different plans or whatever. And I, we, I think we got to like dessert or something and we're like, Oh, no idea what to do, whatever. And I don't remember exactly, but I think we landed on trying to do like tiramisu and maybe it was the chocolate fountain. I don't really remember again. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly I don't, re- I didn't pay attention much, but you literally were like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, well, do you want to go? And they're like, no. <laughs> And I was like, okay, fine, I'll just add it to my list. <laughs> and it was literally, it was literally that perfect, like, nope. okay, yep. well, if you were gonna, if you were gonna suggest it, why aren't you helping? Because <laughs> I was I part of the suggestion. Just, I was part like, of the suggestion group. Yeah, had the making. Exactly. Group. Exactly. So then this next sentence is just perfect. So the more that ones push nines to respond in the way that they want, the less nines are willing and able to do so. So they retreat into more widespread <laughs> passive-aggressive behavior. I don't feel like I was being passive-aggressive. I feel like I was being pretty sweet-born. That's part of my but, uh, but, achieving, you know? Gotta just say yeah, no. Totally. Not really. Yeah. And I also didn't. I also didn't push because I'm like, okay, fine, I'll just take care of it. But it just cracks me up a bit like that. I think later I did say, like, okay, if you want me to pick up some fruit, I can do Yeah, I don't even remember that because I'm like, no, I already have it taken care of, obviously. <laughs> well, and you're like, you want to make a tiramisu? I've never made a tiramisu in my life. You want me to, like, make it for this? Everyone's going to no. hate me because tiramisu is terrible. Like, I don't even like tiramisu. Why are you making that? <sighs> Okay, so to ones, this feels like willful resistance and culpable negligence. 
I love it. The quiet indifference of the nines only infuriates the one all the more. In short, it's difficult for ones to respect nines, which, just for the record, it's not. Just as it's difficult for nines to feel comfortable with and able to express themselves to ones. Which I hope you don't feel that way. Oh, no. I don't feel that <laughs> way. Terrible. Uh, oh, just but I can cool. see how that could be true. Yeah. Well, and I totally see it with my sister, for sure. Like, I can Maybe totally see less, how I would feel but, like... Yeah. Well, you're just going to tell me mm-hmm. dumb anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Like, Abby, that's dumb. Like, because like, when you mm-hmm. say that it's dumb, okay, the person is, like, having that nervousness, it's like, for me, I'm like, well, it is kind of dumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> really is. But I feel like there's a part of me that, I, I could see part of me being like, well, dang it. Like, is she going to yeah. think this is dumb? Which, right. Which is oh, horrible. You don't usually, you, you wouldn't no. usually say it was dumb. You'd be like, Oh, well, I don't think people are probably thinking anything of it, which is so true. <laughs> but if you're at a party, oh, I love it. Just, just meld into one group mm-hmm. to make it easier for mm-hmm. everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think so. To end on, to end on, I guess the harmonized part. I think what is so interesting with you you specifically and then I think kind of the type is for ones we really are we just like we're so black and white and there's just a way for everything and then there's a not a way for everything and so there in general my brain works relatively not one-sided per se but definitely in a very specific way so like I see things very linearly so like it's very I was talking to another um co-worker that is a strategic systematics thinker and it was so interesting because I felt like he was probably one of the he was probably one of the first ones I've ever talked to that like I I was very clearly thinking okay we're very much looking at this the exact same way Mm. because it's not I don't know that I really know I know one other one I don't really know that I know any other ones and so Hmm. it is always kind of interesting so I just feel like there's just such a very specific flow chart in every in my head for every situation like there's very much this a is going to go to B to C to D to E. Like, it's just very much this is the way and this is how it's going to flow. And I feel like every time I'll talk to you about situations where it's definitely not that, you always, as much as it infuriates me, you always are going to bring up like, well, you have to think about it from, well, maybe <laughs> this, maybe they thought this, or well, you have to think that maybe this, and and while it infuriates me, like, I think that's where the nines, I think, I, I would say that's another huge thing that people talk about nines. It's true is that you guys can see from everyone's perspective. So hmm, it was funny because, sorry, yes, go ahead. Oh, no, I was actually going to say, say something different, but no, keep going to oh, the thought. Do you not think you do? No, no, I totally no. agree. Okay. I <laughs> sorry. Totally do that. Anyway. I totally do that. And, and that's where I think when the comment said that about like nines um, kind of take off the ref edge of the ones because it is 
it's like this element of when I come to the table, I have a very set idea of how it should have gone. So then when we're talking about a situation and I'm like saying, you know, this happened or whatever, where some of that like roughness comes off is where it's like, well, but you know, think about this or maybe it was this and you're like, okay, yeah, that's true. That probably is what it was. Now the struggle is like in my head, there is still very much a specific way, but being able to see like another perspective, like, okay, yeah. And it's funny because the, have you heard of the sleeping at last songs, the author that I've heard of him. I haven't listened to him. So I listened to his podcast because he goes through each song and he talks in depth. They get a little long, but sometimes I'll just have it on the background, but he talks in depth about how and why he wrote the song. And before I, he even, so I listened to the one first cause he goes one, two, three, four before he even said anything, I knew immediately he was a nine because he, first of all, to be able to write a song for every number, you would have to be a nine because you would have to be able to see from everyone's perspective. Mm. And he talked so succinctly about how important it is that everyone is represented well. Mm. And I thought of you with that because I was like, oh my gosh, that's totally true of you where like you really do exactly for what you said earlier, your comment about how when you introduce someone, you're going to give them like two things to connect. Well, essentially that's another way to say like you always are representing people. So like you're trying to make sure everyone has representation. Mm. Yeah. It was so interesting. That's, that's totally interesting because yeah, I just, I I was going to say something and now I lost it, but sorry. no, you're fine. Okay, so I have a question. So hopefully you'll come up with it while I ask this question. Okay. And then we can end on this one. But Well, um, and then I have uh, two things I want to say about my number that I think are funny. Okay. Okay. We well, maybe I won't ask the question then. No, ask the question. Ask the question. Now I'm like hanging out there. Well, <laughs> okay. So I'm just curious, though, how you reconcile that. Where, like, how you're so good at seeing the perspective of everyone. Mm-hmm. How you reconcile that with conflict. Because if... If in conflict, you either definitely I see the whole seek to harmonize, but in the conflict where like you maybe will sink back or whatever, or pretend it's not there, do is your mind not thinking through like okay, but this is their perspective. I need to think through. So this is maybe the way she's coming at it. And health, it totally is. And unhealth, okay, gotcha. it's thinking bad things about the other side because in unhealth you go to nines okay. go to sixes. So that it's like she doesn't like me. She has best two best friends. She actually Ooh, is mad yes. at me for something that I did, and the fact that okay. I didn't like reconcile that is my fault. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Which okay, I wasn't seeing right that, now. but that makes sense. Well, no, <laughs> not feeling Definitely that way not. at all. No, I uh, yeah, but I'm not like, that but at all. most of the time, yes. And but it's easier, obviously, when my emotions are involved and it's two other people. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, the other sides are pretty mm-hmm. darn apparent. Like, and mm, like it is hard for me to understand how people don't see that. And mm-hmm. that that is the nice thing about a nine is I do. It is interesting to hear about all the different types and like see how they work. But mm-hmm. okay, these two things are going to be really mm-hmm. quick. So in okay. the spiritual formation thing. It's really crazy because it talks about like down, downstream practices and upstream practices, like downstream yes. being easy 
And it says, like, nature walks are easy, which I never would have thought before, but it has biking under there. And I would tell you, like, right now, mm-hmm. biking has been, like, one of my, like, favorite things, new things. And so it's just mm-hmm. interesting because part of it is, like, when I'm outside biking, because we actually have one down in our basement that is fine, but it's just not the same. But so, like, we would go out on our trail mm-hmm. and we're just outside. It's just, like, I feel super close to God. And so it's interesting to read that. Because it is one of those, like, oh, aha moments of, like, well, that makes sense. Like, I'm outside. I'm taking in the world. I feel the sense of, like, calm. Because, like, everything is mm-hmm. calm. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's funny, I don't know where it is. And I wish I could read, like, the exact words that you're going to use. But it said something. I don't know if it was when I was talking about sloth or unhealth. But, like, how nines sometimes like they won't fully listen so like if what is not important or like mm-hmm. they stop listening totally <laughs> I laughing because how many times have you been talking <laughs> totally like, oh my oh, gosh just, all the time dude, i'm not i haven't been listening <laughs> all the time <laughs> yeah i was like oh my gosh that's so me like i'm so <laughs> Oh my gosh, that kills me. Yeah, it's really like they don't show it. up because they like stop listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like no, I have to be honest, I think you. I did it at least once during this podcast. This is like, oh, like this is like this isn't what <laughs> he's saying. Yeah, I want to read this of thing for course. the next comment, but then I was like, uh huh. It's just magic. <sighs> like I don't know. So I just thought. I just like had to say those two things because they popped into my head at different times when we were talking, but they never really fit. So, oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> that is so funny to me. Yeah, it's totally true. Yep. There we go. See, it just helps to know it's not not just you, not just us. Nope. Oh my gosh. Yep, totally. <sighs> okay, well, okay. Thanks for talking well, there you that. go. Yeah, oh my gosh, it was so fun. It's just always so interesting to, I don't know, I just think it's always interesting to hear about different, like, ways that we think about things and learn. And I love it. Okay, well. Okay, well, now we know a little bit more about a one or a nine. And if you know any nines in your life, you can ask them more questions. But there you go. Totally. Thanks, Justine. Okay, thanks, Sam. Yay.